Welcome everybody to another episode of Jabroni Drive, where we talk all things professional wrestling. On this week's episode, we cover SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, and Night of Champions. Roman Reigns is back. Cody Rhodes is cutting a promo. <laughs> We've got a penny up. And the bloodline. Jimmy, are you ready for quite possibly the greatest episode in the history of Jabroni Drive. I only got three words for you. Are you ready? <laughs> Timmy, that was by far our best entrance that we've ever given on Jabroni Drive. Am I right or am I right? Oh, you're right. We should we should call somebody. <laughs> you better call somebody. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. So, as we mentioned, we're going to be covering a lot of things you on this show. You better call somebody. <laughs> oh, man. Old school rotary. Look at that. Welcome to Jabroni Drive with Tom Lavelle and Mr. Timothy Schmidt. You may know us from our other show, Schmidt and Lavelle. Um, or you may not. You may not. And if you don't, that's fine. But go check that out, too, if you haven't. So on this show, we talk about professional wrestling and all things professional wrestling. Mostly WWE. Sometimes we'll get into some other uh, brands, but but mostly it's WWE. We are lifelong WWE fans. In fact, we knew them when they were WWF, the World Wildlife Foundation. And uh, now we just we just cover all things WWE. So on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, and Night of Champions, like we said. Roman Reigns is back for the first time since the night after WrestleMania. Wow. We've got Seth Rollins hyping up his fight, his new championship fight against AJ Styles. We've got... Imperium, Bloodline, Judgment Day. What's going on with all them? Are they all in bed together? Is something is something in the works here that we don't know? We've got Cody Rhodes. Did I say Cody Rhodes? There's something. Of... Cody Rhodes. Oh yes, yes. Something Cody Rhodes. Of... We've got an Intercontinental Title match to talk about that's been booked, and we've got some other things to cover. A lot to go through. Tim, I've got three words for you. Are you ready? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? Wow, we should start doing the Cody Rhodes thing. So on SmackDown this week, as we talked about before, two triple threat matches, good triple threat matches. I liked them both. A big injury to, to Bobby Lashley. Cut his head open on the top of his head. Tim, this is the second time we're seeing blood. Now, this one I do not think was intended to happen. And it was pretty nasty because it was on the top of, of Bobby Lashley's head. He was dripping mm -hmm. blood. It was coming all over his face. This is the first match, and he won that triple threat and then had to go against AJ Styles, who had won the previous triple threat. Two very good matches. I liked them. I like the SmackDown show a lot because it's a two-hour show. They get in, they give you what they got, yeah. and get out. I, I do enjoy the two-hour show. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's more compact, and it's, it's honestly it's a callback to what we were used to back in the day. Like we, 
if you remember back in the day, it was a two hour show, nine to 11 Monday night roll. I used to beg my mom to stay up. Oh, and, and didn't you love that extra five minutes? You knew uh, like it wasn't over at 11. Yeah, it was over yeah, at like 11. Absolutely. Like, dude, oh, we still got a couple minutes left, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's like and you, your mom would be yelling. Is it the like, show over? Get, oh, get oh, out oh, the oh, bed. And you'd be like, mom, it's not over yet. Shut up. <laughs> like the glass would hit and Stone Cold yeah, would come uh, down and stun everybody. And the then king of pops. Be, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, it. Um, to your point, it's it's a more of a traditional show, right? Like we've come now to know that Raw is just, you know, it's it's pageantry. It's a lot of bullshit, like a lot of minutia in between. Um minutia. Great yeah. wrestler minutia. Yeah. Now there's no minutia. Uh, I was gonna say, I was just... <laughs> Sounds I mean, like a wrestler's name. If Minusha was a wrestler, he'd be Barry Horowitz. Ooh, Ooh. Barry Horowitz. Slight burn. Um, but no, it, it it's that's the way those shows are built. And hey, look, this is what we deal with. But um, dude, triple threat matches were were really good. Like we talked about how great of an idea it was um to have this tournament. Triple threat matches, solid, right? Um, the bookings were pretty decent um, yeah. with with the wrestlers involved in those triple threat matches, and and they really, for for my um, viewership, if you will, I thought they were good all the way across the board, and we're looking right now at two of the best in the business. At AJ Styles and our boy that we love, Seth, Seth Rollins. Sing and, my song. And, you know, we talked about how much they uh, depreciated AJ Styles when he first came back. And it feels like they've righted the ship here now. With well, They threw him into that main event, and that's mm -hmm. big. And, you know, yeah. Trip, Triple H has talked about before when we were just talking about the hours of the shows that two hours seems to be the sweet spot. He said that third hour is really tough. He's talked about that before, but the money coming in from those commercials and that extra TV time, I guess it's just too much to pass up. But I, I love the decision, Seth and AJ Styles, and both wrestlers you can see winning that match. Who's it going to be? We don't know. But those guys going against each other, and like we were saying, SmackDown, Bobby Lashley had his head cut open on the top here, right? And he's got a bald head, and it's cut open, and you can see that 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 lesion there. And it was it it was you could tell the wrestlers, I think, were struggling a little bit with that cut, and particularly where it was at. It limits some of the things you can do, and I think AJ Styles, the match was good. But it wasn't the like a match that you would kind of expect from a Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles, two guys that are at the top of the business that are, are two of the best in in, in the WWE. Right. You could get an all time match, and I unfortunately I think that that cut kind of held them back a little bit. Tim, I don't know if you noticed or thought that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've I felt the same way a little bit with the Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar match, and like. Yeah, we weren't sure if that was a legit plan, like with the color 
and all that. We talked about this on this on our previous episodes, and um, I don't know, dude. Like it, it's it's tough to tell. Like we we talk about this all the time. Like wrestling is something that you can't really. You don't know exactly what's going on, and um, yeah, did it hold it? Did it hold it back? Probably a little bit, but like, if it was planned, are the wrestlers now scurrying try to to try to end the match in a, in a in a better fashion? Or are they, you know, what are what are they planning in ring? Like, well, it's rep- interesting too, Tim, because you know WWE just sold. They sold to the the uh, parent company, the UFC, and now this is a couple times where we've seen this, where accidental or not, there's been blood on WWE television, which really hasn't been happening before, and they've been stopping matches and not showing it. You, you remember the Finn Balor match at WrestleMania? He wasn't on TV while they were fixing him up in a in a premium live event. So this is kind of okay, pay per view. New territory that are we going to be seeing more of this? And not that I need to see it all the time, but it does add that element to the match. It gets a little more serious when someone's when someone's bleeding, it, it, even in a, in a UFC fight, in in a MMA, or in you know professional wrestling. It tells it helps tell the story. Yeah, no, no, I absolutely agree. You know, it, it does add an element. Um, and look, when you're watching a live fight to UFC, dude, when someone's busted open, it's it's just a different, a whole different breed, right? Like it's yeah. like oh, um, but when it's planned and it's executed right in the WWE, it it can it can really affect a match and it can really sway the viewers, the crowd, the whole thing. Like it's just it's a different element. So, um. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but obviously Lashley lost the match, um, and we're sitting here now looking at AJ Styles, and we're looking at Seth Rollins, and it's going to be a fantastic match. Two of the best guys in the business that that know how to wrestle and how to carry themselves in the ring, and I expect, honestly, I expect one of the better matches this year from both of those guys because, look, AJ's coming off an injury. Um you know, he hasn't really been involved in many storylines, right? And now he's thrusted into this this world championship match. And like, dude, you gotta bring it. And you know, he's known he's known to deliver. Um I mean, one of the matches I remember off the top of my head, like he was involved in that, that Undertaker match, right? Right. It was Undertaker's last match in and the pandemic, yeah. It was a little weird. Kind of well, it was like a TV kind of, you know, there was no fans, so they did it. But that was, I think, the best one that they did right? as far as those matches goes in that style in the pandemic era. Sure. There. But, look, I mean, Seth is the best in the business right now, and he's not going to have to carry anybody, you know, like, like he did with Omos. Omos yeah. And it's going to be a different type of match, and it's going to be interesting to watch, and it's going to be fun to see who they decide to the the strap. Um, and you don't know, and that's what's going to be a big, I think, thing that makes the match that good because either guy could win this. Yeah, you know? and in my opinion, I like I would actually like to see AJ Styles with the belt. Um, 
I want to see Seth Rollins challenge for the undisputed title. I'd like to see him in that conversation. I, I think he deserves it. I think he belongs in that conversation. Um, and I think it's more important for Seth Rollins to be in that conversation more so. And like, I, I'm looking at this, this, this belt, this world championship belt as almost like a, like a U.S. title kind of belt, right? Like, I mean, is that the way you see it, Tom? Or No, I don't see it that well. From what I've been reading, they have big plans for this belt, and they're trying to make it, you know, this, they're trying to bring it back to the glory of old days, you know, the WWE heavyweight championship belt. So, you know, it's kind of weird because when the universal title first came around, you didn't think that that was going to be the main belt. And then it, 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 then it was like, wow, this is the main belt. Okay. Like it was kind of, it it threw you off guard a little bit, but the, uh, the, the championship belt, I think they have some big things for it. And now as we're talking it through, it kind of hits me that, hold on a second. Seth Rollins has to be the front runner to win this belt. They cannot have that, WWE Heavyweight Championship belt on SmackDown with the uh, Undisputed belt, too. You know, you're going to have the Undisputed, the United States, and the WWE Heavyweight Champion all on SmackDown. And then what does that leave Raw? The Intercontinental and the tag. I don't even know what's going on with the tag. The, The guys, I guess that's on Raw, too, but they have both. So I feel like because of that, Seth has to win to bring it to Raw so that Raw has their championship belt. No? Yeah, but like, what does it matter? Because they don't cross anyway. Yeah, right. But so that's what I'm saying. Because they don't cross, now Raw has to have their heavyweight champion, you know? Because if, if Roman's ah, on SmackDown yeah. with yeah. those... But we'll, well see. That's, that's I, I'm what, really that's looking what, forward I, to that. Like that's why I hate. I hate this whole like process. Like it's so annoying. Yeah. Like the what brand are we... split? So it's stupid. I mean, uh we already talked about the draft. The draft was so awesome. But no. But that's what we're saying is is that now this thing's is this leading now us to an obvious answer to who's winning these matches? And I like to me, it's like well, Seth has to win now. He has to. Unless, yeah, I mean, that match is going to take place before, well, no, I mean, <laughs> Reigns isn't even defending his title at Night of Champions. Yeah, so we're going to get to that in a little bit. So so we have the match. We have AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, which is setting up to be an all-time match. So on that show, SmackDown, Roman Reigns came back, as we mentioned before, the first time he's back since the night after WrestleMania. And he came out with the bloodline, the Usos, Solo, the yep. wise man, Paul Heyman. And he started cutting his promo, and things got pretty heated. And he starts doing this uh, Goodfellas thing almost again. Am I funny to you? Like, why are you laughing, Jimmy? Like, I don't see what's funny about you dedicating a match to me and losing. I'm not a tag wrestler. I'm a solo right. wrestler. I'm not a tag wrestler. I come through when things are going to blah, blah, blah. All the stuff to where the points where he he pushes him in the chest. He's right. demanding an apology. He mm-hmm. mugs him in the face and throws his head in total emasculating, 
totally disrespectful total stuff in and sometimes it's somewhat hard to watch because it's like you know it's it's very you know it's it's but it's very disrespectful let, let me chime in here tom because like this is what makes roman reigns right great and it's stuff that like his character and his development um in the beginning wasn't there and this is this adds to his legacy it's like it's stuff that um it's just impressive to see right like he's in he's in full control of what his character is and he delivers and it makes you feel the way you feel like right there you're saying like it's hard to watch right and it is but that's what they want to happen like that's what they want that's 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 the creation that they're looking for that's like the right the emotion that they're looking for from the viewer and um dude it's it's cool to see the trans the, like from what happened the transition from what happened from that live event that i was at at royal rumble in philadelphia when they brought out the rock and they forced Roman Reigns down your throat to what he is now is just insane, right? Yeah. It's just crazy. And worlds it's, apart. Uh, yeah. And it's it's awesome to see. And uh, you know, and, and like it builds into the storyline and stuff like that. And Roman Reigns just shows again that he is just you know, an apex, you know, competitor. And he's he's one of the best in the business. Yep. And so he cuts a great promo, and then it leads to the wise man announcing that he's pulled all the strings, he's done all he's could, and he set up another tag team championship match. And it's going to be in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, at Night of Champions, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus, surprise, Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa. To <laughs> And and you obviously you see the disappointment and um, frustration on the Usos' face. They thought they were going to be having the match. It's a backstab. It's a turn, and it's something that was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. Now, some people are upset that Roman isn't defending his titles. He hasn't been on TV for a while. He's not defending all that stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. And you know what? In the more I'm reading about it, the more we're getting into a part-time Roman Reigns, more Hollywood stuff going on with him, and maybe even um, him going away for a little bit longer. But this match, I think, is setting up for the turn of the Usos on Roman Reigns and Solo. I think they're going to turn on them. I think they're going to cost them that championship title. And help uh, Jimmy or help Sammy and Kevin Owens, which will lead to a match solo and Roman versus the Usos. Do you see anything like that happening, or do you? What? Wh- where do you think this is going, Tim? Honestly, I would love to see them win the titles. Okay, I dig that. that. And Roman's already the guy that the hated guy that has all the right. belts. Throw two more on him. He's the champ on everything now. Fuck it, right? Just just give him give him the tag, but 
give him the tag belts, and he's the ultimate champ at this point, right? Um, and because the, the reason why I say that is that the KO Sami Zayn thing, in my opinion, will not is not going to last. It's not as much as I love them two together. They're too good on their own. They don't need each other, you know. As much as they feed into each other and they they they're great together, they don't need each other. I think they need they need solo love, right? They need like I, I think KO needs to be in that conversation for the undisputed title. I think he should have he honestly should have been involved in the the world heavyweight. I don't know how he he wasn't involved in that either. He's 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 such a I think he's on the verge, not on the verge, but like he's a step below like where not Stone Cold. I'm not trying to compare him to Stone Cold, but like he's an everyday man's champion, you know. He's he, the guy. He's 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 very relatable. That and he's he just he's so funny he's witty he's like he's charismatic like he's points out obvious stuff a lot of times there's things going on and it's like wait a second this would be going on and he says hey you know you betrayed him and you did this like he doesn't kind of sugarcoat this stuff he 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 will bring it to the forefront i mean he carried during during that whole bullshit process with uh or uh, I should say, not Ezekiel. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh yeah, Elias. Elias. He carried Elias for for three months, right? Like, like guys, like it, it was just like, look, KO. I think belongs in that main event title chase. And I think Sami Zayn has proved himself to be in that too as well. I think yeah, split those guys up. And I think the best way to do it is at Night of the Champions. You give them, they get they get beat, right? Roman Reigns gets titles. It's believable, right? Yeah. That Roman Reigns wins. Give them the solo Sokoa and and Reigns. Reigns runs it for another. Maybe he carries the titles, the tag team titles for two months, right? And then I don't I I don't know where else you go with it, but like you have you, you got to start something. Like you just have to start moving away from that well you know i like the idea of you taking the belts off of ko and sammy to get them back on their singles runs they immediately can go in the title picture and they can be in for an intercontinental they can be in for the new you know or the new heavyweight championship title you know i could see kevin owens and if seth rollins were to win to to them go back into a feud you know they they've had a, a big history with each other and then at uh money in the bank you can have the tag title matches you can throw the usos against roman and solo or you can even go with like a street profits or imperium or something like that a, a different a different group to go against the uh the bloodline so it sets up that match, and that card for Night of Champions is is building into something that's looking pretty good. But uh, then we go to Monday Night Raw. And on Monday Night Raw, they're going to have a um, battle royal for who is going to be the Intercontinental Champion. They have the battle royal, and a lot of new faces in that match, a lot of um, 
people that you know have had histories of Dolph Ziggler. Um, they've got the Alpha Academy in there. They've got a bunch of different guys, and kind of a surprise. I know he's been on a bit of a hot streak lately, but um, Mustafa Ali comes out as the winner. Mustafa Ali wins it. I liked the ending. I liked the ending with Ricochet and Bronson Reed, and he has him up on the side, and then he kicks him from the side, and he falls down. And Mustafa Ali is someone that is kind of like the nerdy wrestling fans, you know, guy. He's someone that has had matches that aren't maybe at the forefront of the the biggest matches that like people would see. It's like, oh, I pay attention to all the wrestling, and I see Mustafa Ali, and I know all this stuff, and Mustafa Ali's the guy. And he is someone that has more of an underground following. So right. this is exciting for those fans out there. I do believe Mustafa Ali is going to put on a great match against a Gunther. They have the contrasting styles. Gunther is going to beat the hell out of him. And I'm I'm really looking forward to this match in um at Clash of Champions. Tim, what'd you think of the Battle Royal? And are you excited for this intercontinental title match? I was surprised to see um the champ come out like that, right? Uh Mustafa Ali. Uh dude. I mean, he's been on TV. He's been pushed, right? Like you could see where it's been going. And it's interesting to see that he's now being pushed into this this main event with Kinter. We know how this is going to work out, right? Um, I just don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand, like, the whole, like, the timing of it. And I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe – throw him in the Royal Rumble and let him go deep and then, you know, maybe reward him with like a, uh, I don't know, some type of like mid card, like type title shot or I don't, I don't know, but well, it just doesn't make, you know, this is kind of that, like he's in that. Right. And I think it's something where you can give him a title match and, you know, you're not expecting him to really win it. It's in, um, Saudi Arabia, and you got a, a chance for him to kind of be showcased, and you can kind of get the reaction and see. Okay, do we have something here? You give him his chance. This is his chance. Make a break right now. If Ali doesn't put on a show at at Night of Champions, I don't think we'll be seeing much of him moving forward. All right, so I got a I got a crazy idea for you. Oh. Throw this out. So I saw a interview with um, Gunther, and they were asking him about his future plans, and they were asking him about what he wants to do in terms of like winning a championship. And his answers were kind of all over the place. He's like, "Hey, listen, yeah, like I'd love to win the the world heavyweight championship, but this is what I'm doing right now. Like I'm." Intercontinental champion. Is there any chance that they decide to shock the world and take the belt off of Gunther and then push him into a main card because they he can't hold Intercontinental and yeah the the heavyweight title at the same time? Correct. Yeah, I mean it's possible. 
that and would then, be something. I mean, that's a major that's a major push for him. I mean, it it would be it would be kind of cool. It would be the it would be the news of the of I mean, the night. And then oh, we've seen this this done before, though, right? We've seen like a a shock the world, like a Bob one Backlund, two three right? kid, yeah. Bob Backlund wins it and then loses it on Monday Night Raw. Like we've seen that before, you know. Yeah, right. It's it's just interesting because, um, like the Guther is a tremendous wrestler. He's a world class talent. He's a guy that's probably one of the better heavyweights that you're going to see. Um. He fits right in with like Sheamus and and all the other guys, but like, why is he not competing for the title now? Like he's right. held that intercontinental, so he's gonna have to lose it at some point. But like, what? Wh- where are they? Where are they gonna pick and choose? Like, is there gonna be some sort of storyline that's gonna lead up to him losing that thing, or like, you know, like he's so dominant? Like, can he just? I don't want to decide to lose it on the zone. Like, hey, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want this thing anymore. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like this, I feel like if Gunther's gonna lose, it's gonna be a bit more of a build to that loss. You know, I. I but I mean, if they're looking to just, whoa, Gunther lost, like big big shock. I mean, this would definitely be it. I don't know where they would be going with that. But then you're definitely going to be having Gunther go into that main event category right away after that. Let's talk about why exactly, why would they put Gunther in a match with Mustafa Ali? What is is the the goal here? I mean, I think it's just a... Besides what you're talking about, like in terms of like catering to the population. Yeah, I mean... Ali, I don't know where, I don't know Ali's, I think he's Indian, but I don't know where exactly he's from. And I mean, you know, he's, he's American, but like his ancestry and all that other stuff, I don't know exactly where he's from. But but my point is like, why? You know, that's WWE, man. You know, I think the surprise was him winning the battle Royal and like I said, I think this is their chance to really see what they have with Ali. You know, he's that underground kind of fan favorite. The guy that thinks they know everything about wrestling, like me, is like, oh, this guy is is someone hey, that bro. doesn't get the, the the time he deserves. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. And now they're giving him that match. And if it's not a banger, I think he's done. I think. Yeah, but we're we're gonna see the same thing with. Mustafa Ali that we see with Ricochet, correct? I mean, very similar wrestlers. I mean, similar. Ricochet, very much more talented. Like, obviously, well, just insanely like gifted in the ring. But like, well, there's similar there's style, that thing right? in being able to play to the crowd. Can Ali? Shawn Michaels is one of the, is arguably the greatest in ring wrestler of all time. The talent that he possesses is a lot of it is the timing of everything he could do. And as simple as when to jump off, when to when to get that surge back, when to 
how long to lay down on a mat after you're being hit, how to sell something, how to do this and that. And I know it's a very minor thing, but if Ali has that grip on that, that's something that, I mean, I've, I've, I wish uh, like a Seth Rollins had a little bit more of. I feel like he struggles sometimes with the flow of a match and really building it into this frenzy of what is happening, who's going to win, what's going to go on. People think Ali possesses this kind of stuff, and it's not so much everyone can do. Everyone can do a, a flip off the rope. Okay, some guys can do a little bit more, and it's a little bit of a wow, but you do it so many times it loses its appeal to, to, to be able to have that's why Cody Rhodes is so great people are invested with Cody Rhodes he knows how to sell it and particularly during the match Kevin Owens Sami Zayn they got you on the edge of your seat watching that match like wow this is it this is it and then they pull it right out from underneath you and it's not oh my god that was incredible some of these guys have it better than other guys and it's a natural thing it's almost something that can't be taught and I think this is Ali's chance to showcase it. Will he? Will he do it? I don't know. I don't. I don't have the catalog of Ali matches to really pull from to to know that he's going to come through. But I do know, like we've been saying, he's like an underground liked wrestler, someone that's not at the top of the list that people almost uh, almost in the about. same light as um, what's his name, New Day Rocks. Yeah. What like a like a Xavier Woods? Yeah, the other one uh, that won the championship, won the Kofi. title. Kofi. Kofi, he was an underground guy, right, for a while. Like they liked him. Yeah, it, it, I think Ziggler fell into that category for a little bit. Where it, I think L.A. Knight's in that category right now. You know, it's a it's a it's a wrestler people want to see move on. I think L.A. Knight's a little more mainstream. Ali was like two hundred five live. He was like you know just these these guys that were out then it's, uh, it's so kind- was uh what was that guy that uh was in 205 lot um a really ugly guy oh man he was ugly yeah probably uh you're you're, you're uh probably talking about neville neville yes yeah. incredible and and i think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world in in ring wrestlers in the world neville but uh We'll have to see where this match is going. I don't know where they're going. I'm I'm gonna say Gunther retains and keeps it. If they go for a shock the world, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna where... say that Mustafa Ali shocks wins. Shocks the world. I like it. I'd be interested the champions, to see that. And Gunther goes on and wins money in the bank. And then he takes out Roman Reigns. Gunther wins money in the bank. Wow. Takes out Roman, takes out Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns goes on his little hiatus. He is moving and, to Hollywood. That's what the rumors are. There's, there's rumors that he'll be losing the strap at, at SummerSlam and going more towards a Hollywood career. It'll be after his thousand days as champion and more of a part time career. Also, side note: Seth Rollins has been seen at the filming Captain of America. A, Captain that. America, yes. So. Big news for Seth Rollins. I'd like to him for him to become more of a mainstream, uh, I guess, celebrity type professional wrestler that is known by the common person, like a John Cena, Rock, Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins should be right up there in that category. So speaking of Seth Rollins, he had an interview selling his coming up championship match against um, 
AJ Styles. It was a one part or two part uh, interview, and they had the first part this week. Thought it was really well done. I love it when they sit down with these wrestlers and give them that real life person. Seth Rollins was talking about that he's still the megastar that he he does on camera, but kind of a little bit more human, a little bit more relatable. He was selling the match, sure. talking about what the universe is looking for. Great interview, and the second part's coming up next week. Cody, he cuts his promo about Brock Lesnar. Now, Cody seemed to be selling why Brock Lesnar did what he did and and talking about it like he he's a hunter. That's his instinct. That's who he is. He's giving us Brock's answer for why Brock did it. I thought it was a great promo, but odd to me that he is giving us the answer why Brock attacked him and Brock is not giving us the answer. I think they've really fumbled this why Brock attacked Cody thing. I disagree, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's clear that, that Brock has made it known to most people on why he attacked Cody Rose. And the reason for that, right? I forget. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to he wants he doesn't want to say it out loud. Why would he tell his enemies why he attacked, you know, that guy? Right? Like he just He's keeping it to himself, but he's he's whispering to other people, and other people are taking liberties with what they what they think is actually going on. And I respect Brock for doing what he's doing. <laughs> you know what? I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, Brock is playing chess while we're all playing checkers. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's spreading rumors about why he did it. Because he knows it'll get out there. Just tell him I did it because it's in my instinct, not because yeah. I'm working for Triple H. No, no, no. It's it's not that it's not that complicated. I think you guys are really looking into it a little bit more than you should. It's it's clear as day. And if you if you would open up your idiot eyes, you would know <laughs> you'd know exactly what's going on. Okay. <laughs> so. What exactly is going on, too? An interesting segment on there. Bianca Belair and Asuka came out. Asuka comes out and blows the mist in Bianca's face to where she reacts violently. It was it was well done. I'm over the Asuka-Bianca Belair. This is building to what I will think would be another match at Night of Champions. We'll see if it leads to that. There's still options left out there on the card. Bianca Belair, I think, needs to turn heel. I'm ready for her to move on or for someone else to win the belt. I'm I'm just not into it. And I'm not she's super talented, but I've moved on from Bianca and Asuka. Tim, are you invested in this or uh a little invested? I I, I, also, I honestly disagree with you too on this on this front. It it seemed as if um Asuka had just got done brushing her teeth. And Bianca Belair interrupted her while she was trying to spit out the rest of her mouthwash. And that's when it happened in the ring. She was just trying to this yeah, she was just trying to get rid of the, the mouthwash and the right. toothpaste in her mouth. You know what I and, think too? I think is she might have just brushed her teeth and mouthwash. And I think there was a little orange juice in there too. And yes. you know how an orange juice in the mouth ma- it's 
get yeah. it out, you know? Yeah. And Bianca shouldn't have been so close to her. She's there. I mean, it's ridiculous for her to be so close. I've never gotten that close to anyone. It's called personal feet. space. Yeah. Just listen. If someone's trying to, you know, clean themselves and take care of themselves in a, in a different manner, you just got to give them space and let them just breathe. Okay. And now, Tim, is saw... this the type of commentary we should be expecting from you when we are when we are filming live from Night of Champions? Listen, I look. I just call it as I see it, and it just seemed like Bianca Belair again was way too in the space of Oscar, and it was just it was just a bad situation. So dare I say she was asking for it? She was definitely asking for it. <laughs> All right, so then Becky Lynch makes an appearance on Raw. She's calling out Trish Stratus. And mm. I thought the promo by Becky was very emotional, very very, very well done, you know, it, it, which is funny to me because I think the promos that she cuts, like she has good lines, she hits them, she does her thing and all that stuff. I just don't buy into Becky Lynch. I never really did. To me, she's like what to me like a CM Punk for me, someone that I just I just never really cared for. And that's just that's just a fandom thing. And it's not necessarily saying that she's no good. She's obviously had a great career, and this and that. But she just doesn't do it for me. But I mm. did think the promo was done very well. I'm just not super invested in it. Um, the match between her and Trish Stratus has been set. For Night of Champions, I think it'll be a decent match. Uh, probably as far as the rankings of the matches go, though, it's at the bottom of my list on there. So, Tim, let's look at the matches coming up for Night of Champions, and we'd love to love to where we're at. So, Night of Champions, we've got Seth freaking Rollins versus AJ Styles. That should be probably the main event. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, too. You got the bloodline with Roman Reigns and Solo Whoa, Sokoa. Cody Rhodes thing is a uh, street fight, right? Singles match. It just says singles match on here, but it might be. I'd have to look that up. Oh, it was no holds bar, Tom. It might be no holds bar. It should be. I mean, Cody's just, I mean, he's. he's... Yeah. We don't want to be holding bar. We shouldn't be holding bar. Should be no holds bar. We don't want to be holding bar. No, I'm got, just saying. I'm just saying. Like Cody's like you know, wrestling royalty. He probably can't. He probably can't do a no holds barred. Right. He has to do like some technical wrestling match. Right. <laughs> can't involve any chairs or anything like that. Right. I mean, he did have a hell in the cell match with Seth Rollins with a torn pectoral muscle. I don't think he's a he's against. I mean, I've seen him been slammed through tables, lit on fire, and burn his back up. I don't know. Was that his choice? <laughs> so we have Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in what might be a no holds barred match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Roman and Solo. Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. And what I think will be uh, Asuka versus um, eh, Bianca Belair. So 
I'm I'm trying to think what other matches they can throw on there. I mean, there hasn't been a, is is Rey Mysterio and Dom and and any of those guys going to be on there? I'm trying to I'm trying to think now. You know, is is Judgment Day involved in anything? Imperium, they might have they might have something else for us coming up. We'll see. That should all be announced in the next couple days. Tim, we're coming to the end of yet another episode of Jabroni Drive. Some say our best episode yet. We've covered everything from Roman Reigns to Asuka brushing her teeth. <laughs> Do you have anything you'd like to say to the Schmidt and Lavelleites out there before we before we sign off? Um nothing off the top of my head, but I, I mean I hope that you guys continue to I'm in and uh, send in comments and comment and like and share and all that good shit. Be nice. I agree. If you do like what we're doing, please leave us a like, a comment, a share, whatever whatever it is you do out there in Twitter land or Instagram land or Facebook land or Spotify land or Candyland, wherever. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Jabroni Drive. My name's Tom Avell. As always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next time on Jabroni Drive. Episodes air every Thursday. Have a great weekend. God bless America. Welcome, everybody, to the Madison Square Garden. We're watching 36,000 people. What a song. What a day. What a moment. 